Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Our website is filled with more encouraging interviews, all accessible at MyFaithRadio.com. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, the other Dr. Mintel, my husband, Norm. And every weekend, we're here, we're doing life together, and we're so glad that you've joined us. Hey, good to be back again. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's good. And welcome to the weekend, everybody, or any other day of the week, for that matter, if if you like it, or if you're listening to our show during some other day, that's cool, too. That's right. (laughs) But you know what, Linda? Weekends are great. We love them, especially around the house, but it also means time to catch up on the nasty C word, chores. (laughs) <laughs> the, the not so fun part the of the so weekend. Right? Boy, no kidding. It's like, I know. Ah. We, we have to push through that every Saturday morning. Uh, did you know, though, Norm, that one of the most common relationship problems has to do with chores? No. Chores can create wars between couples. Really? We've never had a chore war, have we? We we really, this is, we probably have some issues, but this is not one of them <laughs> that we're going to discuss today. We figured this this out. So maybe we can bring some of our wisdom with chores on here. You know, we usually divide our chores based on true. you and I really practical kinds of measures, right? Right. That's true. I mean, I know when I get up and I've had my coffee, do all my stuff, then I have to water the plants <laughs> and I have to uh, change the bedding and I have to, let's see, there's one other I have to do. I always forget about that one. Yeah. So we, we've kind of figured this out. We've sort of divided it and we don't seem to have a lot of issues yeah. on that. But did you did you have a? I never asked you this. I don't think. Have, boy, we've been married a long time, and I never asked this. Mm. Did you have assigned chores growing up? Well, this will sound weird. Yeah. I grew up in Central America on the mission field. Yeah. And I know this sounds weird, but we had a maid. Not because we were rich at all, but she lived with us, and she helped with the kids, and she helped with the house chores. Your so, dad was, and your dad was gone And my a dad lot. was gone all the time. Yeah. So, no, I really didn't. And there were four of you, yeah. so there was a lot. So we did. Um, I'm the only girl in the family. I had two older brothers, and uh, we all took turns. My brothers had to wash dishes, dry dishes. I had to mow the lawn sometimes. Oh, I hate that. I know. But my my parents were very equal about all of that. It didn't our gender did not matter. We just had to do it all. So since you didn't know my stuff, I'll ask you what's your worst chore? I I always hated cleaning the refrigerator. <laughs> I just I don't know what it is about and, that. And what else do you hate cleaning? The bathrooms. <laughs> See, I clean the bathrooms. <laughs> you, do. you know why? Because I was a professional potty cleaner. You were. In college. That you was were. one of my jobs. Was, <laughs> I was on the potty crew at a building and cleaned at night. And you do a really good job. I so do. I just wanted to reinforce that Thank and you. give you credit. Thank you. Credit well, I don't that. trust you'll clean them as well as I do. <laughs> I know, right? You do a deep dive into that, I have to say. <laughs> so, what's your one? What's your least favorite? Oh, yard work. Easy. Oh, I knew, Hands I knew down. that. I should have known Hands that. Hands down. So, did the chore war thing get better or worse during the pandemic? It really, I heard a lot of women say that they felt very supported Hmm. during the pandemic because both of the partners were in the house 
and they were sharing responsibilities. But boy, when people went back to work and back to offices, the burden really changed and people felt that and trying to get everything done. It was very noticeable. A, A lot of women told me that they liked having their partners home during the pandemic because they saw all the work that they had to do, had a better appreciation for it, and actually pitched in. Hmm. You know, I've heard that there are a few academic studies that look at this, looked at this during the pandemic, and one found that childless couples maintained more of an equal share of household duties during and since. The pandemic has kind of ended. No, yeah, they've kept it up is what that study is saying. The childless couples have kept up that sort of more equality thing. Um, And then there were some that looked at couples with children. It wasn't the same story. So it shifted um, during the pandemic towards men taking up more of the slack, but that really faded um, after the lockdown and people went back to work. So chore wars are still causing relationship (laughs) problems. Well, we looked it up just for you listeners. We wanted you to know we found a list of chores that cause problems. There's a lot of them on this list. (laughs) Cleaning the fridge. Hey, the first one, cleaning the fridge. That's mine. Um, (coughs) Scooping out the the cat litter. No, that's grossing me out. And cleaning off after the door. I know you gag on that. I do. Norma just go, I gag. I I have a gag reaction. You do. Uh, scheduling doctors, dentists, home repairs. I don't know. That one doesn't bother That's me so much. I know. Purchasing birthday or holiday gift cards, making sure everybody gets what they're supposed to get. We went to the grocery store last night to get a card for somebody for today. I know. I know. We, we do this all the time. Filling up the gas tank. I mean, that doesn't really bother me. Checking that your heating and cooling systems are ready for a new system. Yeah. Yeah, it's once a couple times a year. Taking out the garbage. Washing the, you know, the laundry, booking things that you need to do for the family, sorting through mail, putting groceries away. I mean, the list goes on. Um, but I mention these because disagreements over chores are among the most common long-term, long-term relationship problems. And women often feel like they get more of the burden, especially those who work outside the home. So why not be pragmatic? Write the list, split it up, divide it, and conquer well, because you and I both have PhDs and we look at research <laughs> <laughs> and the research is telling a different story. It it's doesn't saying, work, It right? doesn't work, right. <laughs> and the reason for that, though, there's good reason. You have to read the reasons why. It's that because different tasks vary in their qualities. So when you divide it up, you might get a lot of stuff you hate and the other person might get a lot of stuff mm. that they like. So like vacuuming and cleaning the stove are very qualitatively different. Right. Someone's going to be unhappy if you just divide them up because chores are easier, some of them, and some of them are more pleasurable to do. Hmm. Okay, I can see that because I like grocery shopping and it's kind of pleasant. I don't mind doing that at all. In fact, I'll often say, hey, do you want me to go pick this up for you? I know. Your dad did that, though, didn't he? He loved to go to the store. He went to the store all the (laughs) time. He thought it was a great adventure. And then, you know, some tasks, Norm, are really solitary like cleaning the stove and no one seems to notice that you're spending all this time getting it sparkling clear. It's like, it's not highly valued. I've never had a child come up to me and go, mom. What a great stove. Yeah. Thanks for cleaning the stove. And I think women get, they get stuck with most of those tasks. But my mom, this is the other part, was a clean freak. It was instilled to me. This is our German roots. Mm-hmm. Godliness is next to cleanliness. cleanliness is next to godliness. And that's why she made your father wash the walls. I know, wash the walls. We wash washed the walls. We washed our shoelaces. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we did all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so it probably makes a difference how you were raised, I'm guessing. I think so. I mean, <laughs> um, you know, did you grow up did you grow up in messy or clean? Because that's gonna influence what you bring to a relationship and how comfortable you are with mess. Mm. 
I want my house to be clean and organized because I was raised that way. And we were raised to do chores and pitch in. And we raised our kids that way, and yet they live in mess. <laughs> they do. What's up with that? They had to keep them clean when they were in our house. <sighs> Although sometimes we would be like a lot of parents and just close the door, right? So is there any value? You talk about a lot about talking to your family about things. Any value in doing that? I think so, because it might explain why a couple has different expectations. Oh, if no. you start talking about how you were raised, what were the expectations, and then some people just have a stress response to they when they see clutter. They just get overwhelmed and overloaded by that, and they really want to bring some order into their life, and sometimes that's the way you do it. <laughs> so it seems to me that if one person's a slob and the other's a neat freak, you've got problems. Kind of like uh, one person loves to camp and the other one hates it. Oh, boy. Thank goodness we both don't Thank like to camp. <laughs> really telling our stories now, aren't we? I know. If I married someone who was a camper, I don't uh, know what I would do. If I married someone. <laughs> Good thing we And we didn't ask that question when we got married. That was not on the inventory list, <laughs> no. was it? But chores and mess. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's all about how you can tolerate, uh, how well you can tolerate mess. You know, if, if he likes to keep his side of the bed clutter free and she has stuff everywhere, can you tolerate that? I mean, some couples can do that. Uh, in fact, there was a study done that people have different thresholds or ability to tolerate mess. Wasn't that study conducted on same-sex roommates in order to avoid gender biases? It was. It was. But they found that if you have two people who both have high threshold levels for mess, then it like takes an atomic bomb in hmm. the room to you know get people to say, hey, we got to start cleaning. Okay. So if you're both like that, it doesn't really cause a lot of problems. And they actually feel like their relationship is pretty good. They don't fight. They're happy with their roommate. Similarly, though, if two people who both have low thresholds for mess, they'll both clean to their heart's content, and then they get along great, right? Okay, so the problem then is going to always be when two people have different thresholds, different expectations, that's where the problems come in. So how do we solve those? Well, we know that strong relationships, both partners are happy with the way responsibilities are allocated in their house. So writing out a list of the responsibilities, who's going to be in charge of completing them, that's an okay first step. But remember, think about the quality of the task. We're going to talk in the next segment about what is actually really more fair. Hmm. Okay. So negotiation is important here, it sounds like. You might have to say, look, I can't do that. It hurts my back. Uh, it's not fair. Uh, some some negotiable excuse, right? Well, I think there's some reality to that, right? If if somebody's having a harder time doing something and somebody's better at it, maybe you want to negotiate that. Toilet cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> happy to give you that responsibility. <laughs> and, you know, if you have differences in neat and messy, you can have zones where the messier person can kind of pile their stuff up and then get to it when they can. But you have to have a rule that the mess can't last beyond a certain amount of time. That makes sense. So maybe use the idea of your smartphone as a reminder to clean up. I mean, our daughter uses it as a reminder for everything. 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 Yeah. So does most people her So age. you don't have to nag, and that makes you feel better. And you don't have the negative feelings because your phone bugs you. Yeah, so that's a really good idea. Sometimes when people fight a lot about chores, you know, though there's more behind it than just remembering uh, chores can trigger some bad childhood memories mm. around a parent with addiction or abuse. It it does help to ask your partner if chores were, are, are reminders of anything unpleasant or tough from their family growing up. I suppose that if this is a big problem and you're fighting about it all the time and you're super busy, just hire a housekeeper. 
Well, you could. I think that's, but it's expensive. And most people really can't afford this. You, uh, you might budget for some tasks. I know, you know, you don't have time or interest in yard. We did hire a yard service. We could afford it, though, at the time. And uh, it made our weekends more enjoyable. But again, this is harder when it's a, an expensive kind of thing for people yeah. to do. Well, I'm going to need some help cleaning up the studio during the break. I hope you'll help. Uh, I expect you to chip in. And uh, we're going to be right back with more of the Dr. Linda Mental Show as we focus on chore wars. The other day I was cut off the road by a driver. Everything in me wanted to yell, hey, watch out. But I restrained myself knowing that yelling at the driver would not do so much good. And it wasn't the best way to deal with my anger. Anger easily rises up in most of us. Anger, while a natural emotion, needs to be dealt with in the right way. The Bible tells us, be angry, but do not sin. So what is the biblical way to handle anger? Well, this is a question I answer in my short and easy book to read, Breaking Free from Anger and Unforgiveness. That small book has sold over 130,000 copies because of how practical and helpful it is to everyday living. So if you want to be angry, but not sin, practice what scripture teaches. Breaking Free from Anger and Unforgiveness is available on my website, drlindamental.com, and online where books are sold. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And just a reminder, you can always follow Dr. Linda on her social media, Twitter, Instagram, at Dr. Linda Mental, and Facebook, Dr. Linda Mental, author and speaker. You can also listen to the podcast on myfaithradio.com or on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes, iTunes or iTunes, whichever you prefer, <laughs> just search Dr. Linda Mental Podcast or go to MyFaithRadio.com. You know, that's because someone's trying to call you in the middle of this I know, conversation. It's, it's, You're it's getting just, distracted. We're getting yes. too many callers wanting to ask about <laughs> panic attacks. Oh, no, that was a different show. That's right. <laughs> Stay focused. Okay. I want to go back to this idea of dividing up the chores and talk more about what kind of problems are inherent in that. Look, for some couples, dividing chores and just keeping a list works. And it's, but it's usually more complicated than that, which is why we're going to spend some time on that. One study showed that dividing tasks in half didn't tend to make couples any happier. <laughs> so there you go. It didn't really work for right. everybody. But relationship quality, so we brought that up, did increase the more the couple, here's the big word, shared the task, huh. shared the task. Each partner does half of each task. Oh, Interesting. So you vacuum forward and I vacuum back. <laughs> well, not quite like that. Oh, okay. Maybe I vacuum one week and you vacuum the next week. You. you know, not maybe. So did the couples feel better when they divided the labor that way because it was more fair or satisfying or equal or something? Well, it did. So they felt that sharing was more fair. That's okay. exactly what came okay. out of that study. And the reason sharing in the completion of all the tasks worked was that it affects each partner the same way. So mm -hmm. when you do it, you know mm -hmm. you know what it's all about, right? right? You've done that task, you know what it is. So sharing the task rather than dividing them up likely makes partners feel closer to each other because they have to communicate more about it. Because, you know, we've done that. And then I've said, hey, you know, the vacuum isn't working really great. And uh, I need some help with this over here. So we're talking about these tasks. And then they engage in mutual decision-making more. There's more teamwork when you share. And they spend more time together when they share. So this, all of that, all of that, what I just said, leads to a stronger relationship. Well, and for that matter, it also removes the possibility of one person getting stuck with all the bad ones. Right. And if you share all the ups and downs, of keeping a household running, 
it just feels more equal and mutual. So if you're having lots of conflict over chores and you're in these chore wars, I would say this is worth a try. Okay. So interesting idea to try the divide and conquer strategy, but if it's not working for you, there are other things you can do. Mm -hmm. Seems like the bottom line here probably is that chore wars are more about caring for your partner and talking through what each other needs and trying to make it more fair. You know, your relationship will just be better if you work this out, especially in a busy family where there's lots of chores and responsibility. I mean, things have to get done. Right. The family has right. to run smoothly. Mm -hmm. So the, the idea here is be sensitive to your partner. For example, Norm, if one person's day job is really strenuous, strenuous and it requires a lot of physical exertion, they might want chores that are more related to planning and paying the bills and organizing than the physical labor. I would just talk about it and don't let it fester to resentment. I wonder what would happen if one partner just flat out refused, sat down and said, nope, not doing it. Well, refusal is not always because they're difficult or belligerent. Now, sometimes it can be, <laughs> right? But not always. There may be resentment or an unresolved issue in your relationship. I saw a couple one time um, where every time he would clean something, his wife would come behind him and then redo it. Oh, yeah. Oh. So it really made him feel Trouble. like he was incompetent and unmotivated to help because he knew his work. This is what he said it to me. It just feels like it's never good enough when I'm doing something. And interestingly, he had that issue with his father growing up too. So she wasn't messing it up to be mean. She was redoing it better, supposedly. Right, right. Well, my dad did, and he didn't do that, but he never taught me to do things because he was impatient and he would say, give me that screwdriver and then he'd do it. Yeah, so it kind of undermines your confidence. Yeah. And in the, in a relationship, that can be something that happens over and over. So chore wars might not be about chores after all, but more about how people interact, care for, respect, mm -hmm. honor each other. So, or there could be, there could be an underlying issue like somebody has a temper problem mm. or they have problems compromising in the relationship. That's one that's really important in relationships. Maybe the person is under a lot of stress or they're having parenting problems or maybe depression or even sometimes a hoarding disorder can be at the root of this. Or, you know what? For some people, it's just not high on their priority <laughs> list <laughs> as it is for the other person. Yeah. So I guess we just have to pay attention to some of these underlying issues, not just the fact that the yard needs mowed. Right. Because if we don't, then resentment can develop. Mm -hmm. And if you allow resentment to build in your relationship, it will create a lot of problems. Resentment is the result of a perception that someone has treated you unfairly. That's what resentment is, right? And although the person you resent may not have intentionally meant to harm you, their actions or words may really cause you to feel an intense disappointment. So if you don't deal with it, it can simmer in a relationship, and we know that that can lead to bitterness. I've heard, and I presume it's true, that 80%, 80% of people living with their partner disagree about housework kind of matters. And a fifth, 20%, say they disagree all the time. We have to consider this resentment problem is probably a, a byproduct. Yeah. It's how we deal with these disagreements. That's mm -hmm. really what it's all about. Yeah. You know, I wrote that, wrote that book, We Need to Talk, mm -hmm. talked a lot about how you deal with conflict. And trust me, bickering over chores finds its way to my therapy coach, uh, couch. I've heard it over and over and over. Feelings like, I can't rely on my partner to do his or her part or do things in a timely manner. I can't rely on the person to complete tasks that need to be done. All of that 
can create resentment. So it's really getting bigger than chores to the point that, like we said earlier, it really isn't about chores at all. Do you remember one of the first articles that I wrote for a magazine? It was called Men Who Do Housework Have Happier Marriages. Hmm. It, it wasn't about the housework at all. When they looked at the study, that was the, the title of the study, but it was the idea that these men share in the chores and their wife felt supported. So here it is again. It's the sharing of those chores that really made the woman feel like they were supporting. Wait a minute. Doing life together matters? Yeah. <laughs> sharing, <laughs> sharing life sharing together, life together right? and sharing in the things that are really unpleasant. Uh, and that support is what makes a marriage happy. So you can't minimize that no, in a relationship. No. Even even when it comes down to something as trivial as we might think chores could be, it, mm -hmm. it, it, it's really all about cherishing and caring. Yeah. It really is. So all of these things, being reliable, sharing, supportive, those are keys to healthy relationships. And when they're missing, they can cause resentment, as we've said. And if you're not careful or paying attention, I presume that can get worse. So we know what the scripture says about that. If we continue to harbor that, it can lead to bitterness towards your partner. And then you might express anger unexpectedly. Hmm. You start to lose empathy for that person, or you begin to emotionally withdraw in a relationship. And let me just say something about that. When you start to withdraw in a relationship, we've talked about this in other shows, it's the four horsemen of what lead to divorce. First, there's a lot of criticism. Then there's defensiveness. Then the person feels contempt for their partner, and eventually they put up a stone wall and they begin to pull away. And that is a recipe for divorce. And that process takes a while, I suppose. Takes a while, but it can be, it can continue to act out over these chores. So if your partner is resentful towards you, you may begin to feel anxious about the relationship or mm -hmm. confused sure. when your partner exhibits this resentment, you know, that's related to these behaviors. You might not understand why they're acting this way, and then you become defensive, which mm -hmm. is what we said mm -hmm. becomes the problem. So checking your heart for resentment is very important, and it's part of our spiritual life. Well, we know that bitterness and unforgiveness are byproducts of resentment, and the Bible tells us to get rid of these things mm -hmm. in our life. We're not to hang on to them. Right. We're not even to allow them to flip through our brains if we can help it, I suppose, mm -hmm. part of the renewing of your mind. Resentment causes anger and jealousy, too. Which is why you have to deal with chore wars and not let them fester. The conflict over that should not fester. Right. Resentment goes all the way back to the book of Genesis with Cain and Abel, and we know that didn't end well. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. And in fact, the, the chapter 12 of Hebrews tells us not to allow any root of bitterness to spring up inside of us. That was, that's really wise counsel. And the cure for this spiritually is to acknowledge any resentment or bitterness, ask for forgiveness, try to negotiate the chores, going forward. Here's my line I love. Be better, not bitter. Oh, that's good. Do you like that's that? We, that's a bumper sticker. We yeah. just talk about having bumper stickers all the time. <laughs> that would be a good one. Be better, not bitter. Use the strategies that we have given you today to bring fairness into your relationship, more importantly, sharing into the relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's probably an even better idea to get to what's behind all this resentment. Dig down deep, find out what it is, deal with it, and then go do the chores. That's exactly right. You know, you're a team, and you don't need to be fighting against each other. So lose the resentment, ask for forgiveness, clear your heart from anger or hurt in this area. And if you need help, go see someone professionally to help you with this. 
but work on strategies to make things fair, to support one another, and to be dependable in your relationship. Be thankful for the person you married. Remember why you married them. Hmm. And work to stop the chore wars so that you don't create resentment and anger and bitterness. Because when you have those things in your heart, it's only going to tear away at that relationship. And so what we're giving you today is a way to clean the slate, start over, start thinking it's more important not to divide and conquer, but to share in this process. Well, and the easy thing to do, I'm sorry, the easy thing to do here is if it's a chore problem, fix the chore problem. Don't let it escalate into something that really becomes problematic. And that's dealing with conflict in your relationship. There you go. (laughs) Well, that's all the time we have for today. So many thanks to our producer and my co-host, Norm Mintel, who made the show a conversation, and our technical producer, Dylan Valencia, who I think we're losing after this show. He's been an awesome help. Uh, Somebody out there, hire him. He's graduating college. Uh, From all of us here at Faith Radio, talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Are you a mom or a dad trying to do your best to raise a healthy weight child in an unhealthy eating culture? Do you often struggle with how to respond when your child asks if she is fat or if he needs to lose weight? Do you wonder what is normal and how do I best impact my child and his or her eating habits? Well, hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mental, and my book, Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World, teaches parents how to raise healthy kids in an overscheduled, fast food, video game world by making simple choices, easy changes, and instilling good habits that will improve everyone's life today and forever. Winner of the Mom's Choice Award, Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World will give you this confidence, the confidence you need to take charge of your child's eating and raise a healthy weight child. Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World. Available on Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com, and available online where books are sold. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at myfaithradio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.